You are inside the Raw Report on KBLA Talk 1580, where we bring you the latest in entertainment news and trending topics and interviews. I'm your host, Robin Ayers, with you Monday through Friday, 6 to 7 p.m. on your ride home. It's a little tropic-y out there in L.A. today. It really is, but I hope you guys are doing all right as you are listening into today's show. Andy came with another one, and you already know that is because today is the 22nd anniversary of the passing of singer, songwriter, actress, trendsetter, beautiful Aaliyah. Oh, my goodness. We miss her. We miss her. Indeed, uh, such a beautiful, beautiful woman and a beautiful soul that we lost. Uh, so it's it's about celebrating at this point. You know, we celebrate her and her music and her movies that she left with uh, left us with. And so uh, shout out to her family. And still, I know it's hard for her family and friends, but we are sending love to everybody as we remember Aliyah. Um, rapper and LSU champion Flage Johnson is the youngest person in Georgia history to get a street named after her. Whoa, that's a big deal. That is a big deal. It's called Flage Johnson Intersection. That's in her hometown in Savannah, Georgia. Shout out to her. That's incredible. Before I go on with some updates for you, um, you know, we have a, another great show lined up for you. It's Friday. You know, we bring in some Friday energy. Andy back there dancing, you know, <laughs> Robin, how we get down. You threw, you threw my name out there. <laughs> I'm sorry to interrupt the raw report. <laughs> okay. But I got to bring some controversy and I got to ask you this question. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Okay, let's go. Rest in peace to Aaliyah. Yes. Legend in the game. Legend. Yes. If Aaliyah didn't pass away. Would Beyonce be where she's at right Ooh. now? Aaliyah, Aaliyah uh, uh, ran so Beyonce could jump. Okay, I mean this is what it is. There, there. I mean, we we always have these conversations, but you know, honestly, Aaliyah put so much on the map for so many people. Who it's what we do. I think Beyonce would say that. I think she she would give her her props and say, "Listen, you know, I learned from Aaliyah as well. You know, um, they were they were uh, respecting respectable friends towards each other when when she was alive and here." Um, so, yeah, I think I think, you know, um, she's definitely done something so that Beyonce can shine today. All right. So um, that was a safe answer. But, you know, it's still still real. I mean, I still you know, I still go hard for Beyonce, but I go hard for Aaliyah. So uh, <laughs> it's a great show lined up for you today. We have a great contributor who is in the house that we'll get to in just a moment. But if you do want to call in, uh, feel free to do that by calling 1-800-920-1580. You could join us over in our YouTube chat as well. And you could do that um, by joining YouTube, KBLA 1580, The Raw Report. I see you guys coming in already happy friday happy friday um so yeah so <laughs> i don't know who shops on Shein. i know i do don't say anything i i am frugal with lay money <laughs> uh she in can can you believe this though they're teaming up with forever 21 they're actually purchasing a third of forever 21's operator uh spark group and they are trying to basically bring it so that Forever 21's merchandise could also be sold on Shein. So we'll see what's happening with that. I mean, there are some people who still really, really go hard for Forever 21. I like Forever 21, too. But uh, Shein, um, it seems like they are changing the game. We will see what happens with that. 
Kevin Hart, your boy is in a wheelchair. <laughs> Kevin Hart is in a wheelchair. It's not funny, but it kind of is. At least he's making fun of himself. He's basically in a wheelchair for several weeks, talking like eight, eight more weeks or so. Um, he tore his lower abdomen in abductors in a race, you guys. Here he is, 40-plus years old, and he's racing uh, a former NFL player, by the way. And so I don't know what he was trying to prove. He doesn't know what he was trying to prove, but imagine that, having to sit down in a wheelchair uh, and and tearing your abdomen. I don't even know what that feels like. That sounds scary, but um, definitely sending our, our shout-outs to Kevin Hart. Hopefully he feels better soon. Rudolph, this one hurts my heart now. Rudolph Isley reportedly is suing Ron Isley for leaving him out of the Isley Brothers trademark. Oh, man. I mean, they're literally going to court over this. Um, I love the Isley Brothers. They Now, that is legendary. That is a legendary group. I put them up against anybody. I love the Isley Brothers. Um, but it's, it's sad to see that the two are going at it for, um, you know, reportedly being Rudolph said he's been left out of the trademark. So we'll see what happens with that. And, you know, obviously when there is friction within the group and within the family, um, you know, nobody wins. <laughs> when the family feuds, that's what they say, right? There has been an update on Bronny James, by the way. Bronny James, as you know, he suffered a cardiac arrest several weeks ago. Uh, but the doctors have now determined that the cardiac arrest was due to a congenital heart defect. Uh, I don't know what happens from here. We we all don't know. All we wanted was for him to get better. We wanted him to um, recover. It seems like he's doing that. I don't know. Andy, did you see Bronny and LeBron James walk out with Drake in, um, on his recent um, concert? That was pretty cool. They got a lot of love for that. But we will see. I don't know what this next stage in life and this next stage with athleticism will be for Bronny. But prayers up and at least they know what it is right at least they know what it is that that had caused it i know that serves as some relief for his parents his family friends and all of that um shall we let them know what the raw report is andy now it's time for a breakdown all right y'all rick ross can you believe it the man is going to be studied in a law class he's going to be studied at georgia state university and uh, there's a law school where uh, the professor is like, let's break down the life of Rick Ross because he is doing some things uh, pertaining to all of his businesses. What can we learn from him? We are going to talk about what it is that he's breaking down, um, how cool that is for, for him. Who else has been studied in this particular professor's class? We are also talking about Angela White. That I said I was going to call her from now on because I'm, I'm putting some respect on her name. Black China. The world knows her as Black China. Um, she's filed a petition against her son's father, Tyga, to establish parental a parental relationship with her son. Now, there is already something set in place. But remember, Ch Black China has been going on this new journey, this sort of it's something that I love. It's a spiritual slash uh, image. I mean, her body is looking great. She's getting all the fillers out of her body. She's getting the tattoos off of her. You guys know I've kept you up on what's been going on with her. But now she she wants that to pour into what's happening with her son. So we'll talk about that and what that looks like. Our opinions on the matter. Uh, we'll get to all of that on the other side. You are listening to The Raw Report on KBLA Talk 1580. Stay there. Hey, what's up? It's your girl, BB, and you're listening to me on The Raw Report on KBLA Talk 1580. 
Well, you already know I'm not here to do it by myself. I am here with the lovely Stephanie O, who is joining me here at the Raw Report in studio, as a matter of fact. So glad that you can be here and you are glowing and gleaming in this yellow, beautiful yes. Aaliyah sweatshirt. Yes. Celebrating uh, the life and the legacy I of Aaliyah. To. I feel like I wear Aaliyah like every other week, but really? Oh, you like <laughs> I have I have a shirt for every day of the week for like a year, but this I had <laughs> to bring this one out for today to yeah. remember her. Oh, this is so good. You know, we were having an interesting conversation off the mic about the, about the question that Andy posed yeah. and you had some very interesting things to say I'd like to discuss yeah. it if you don't mind absolutely so um a lot of people don't know about me most people don't but I used to run one of the biggest Aaliyah fan sites at like 15 years old mm. so I'm still a avid collector of all things Aaliyah um so with that said I'm a huge Aaliyah fan I'm a huge Beyonce fan yeah. I do feel that well for one they did coexist at one time yeah um Aaliyah was a big uh mentor to Destiny's Child but even when as Beyonce started to do her solo thing you know she loved them and you know they loved each other um, I feel that Beyonce would still be Beyonce mm -hmm. I feel that Aaliyah and Beyonce were in two separate lanes though they are both singers Aaliyah was going to do far more film mm -hmm. before she passed she was already posed to do a bunch of movies she was going to be in the matrix two matrix mm -hmm. movies she was going to be doing sparkle she that was going to be her lane yeah she had fashion that she was interested in music i think would be something that she would do for her soundtracks for her films and stuff like that but mm -hmm. she was really going to move in a completely different lane leaving the the music lane wide open mm -hmm. for a beyonce um and I was also telling, you know, you and Andy as well is like we, we hype Beyonce up and all those great things and we love her to death. Beehive loves her to death. I'm Beehive. So, mm -hmm. you know, love her. Mm -hmm. um, and Aaliyah, we love her now, especially because we can look back and see all the contributions like she has left yeah. a mark. She was yeah. she is an icon, not was she yes. is an icon and left yeah. a mark. Her music is still here. Her 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 look is still there are kids out here dressed like her, Yeah, uh, you know, but. I think a lot of people don't realize, too, uh, again, I'm still an avid collector of Aaliyah memorabilia, and I have tons and tons and tons of, like, Word Up magazines, Vibe magazines, Write On magazines, every, you name it, I got mm. boxes and boxes full. Wow. And I went through and was looking through some of these, you know, Aaliyah articles, because I collected them all as a website owner. Mm -hmm. I went through and I looked, and the media used to do her terrible. Mm. Black media used to do her terrible. Mm. They, you know, in favor of R. Kelly, they were very nasty to her. I'm talking about, I saw a female journalist who would say that she was fast, who would say that, you know, she probably did something to turn him on. They would ask her about R. Kelly more in her interviews than they ever asked her about herself. Mm. It was really really nasty it she didn't actually start getting much love until closer to her passing and yeah. then as she passed these same magazines I kid you not they all went back and did their in memory of Aaliyah magazine mm. features and and their issues and but I still I can pull a very different you know and it was yeah. really crazy because these are people journalists as a journalist myself who I grew up like admiring mm -hmm. and then I went back as an adult yeah and read what they said yeah and I'm just like Oh, I can't even respect that. You know, I have to, then I have to, you know, you really know what you're talking about because you, like you said, you know, you ran one of the biggest Aaliyah um, 
websites, the fan sites, uh, and you're, you collect the magazines, you've read all the articles. So I'm speaking more as a fan. Mm-hmm. But, you know, what's interesting as an adult now and also as a journalist, you see the, you see how they are. You see how media is. Mm-hmm. And media is fickle. People are fickle, but especially media because um, it, it's, it's it's sort of this yin, this yin and yang where um, – they they want to they want you they need you as the celebrity the artist or whatever to come in and do the the interviews and be on the covers of the magazines mm-hmm. or whatever uh, but then you have the power you have the words to put out these articles either for or against these they, these same art this same artist yeah um so it's just it's very interesting um the whole dichotomy of uh, celebrity journalism I, y'all know that I have a fascination with it um and I really you know. I, I, I'm, I'm so fascinated with it that I plan on doing something about it. But um, I will say that that's probably something that Beyonce has learned from. And that's why she doesn't talk. This is why them. she no longer does interviews. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, they're agreeing with you here. I see Pretty Round Mimi says that Beyonce would still be Beyonce. Mm-hmm. Um, and and w- what we were saying before we move on, because we're just turning into a whole conversation. <laughs> but um we also said that Beyonce was looking to some of the older yeah. legends. She was looking to the Diana Rosses and the Tina Turners and uh, and Prince and people like that who were her motivation and her inspiration. Mm-hmm. For Whereas her Aaliyah own was a Janet girl, I think yeah. you know, and she kind of stayed there. But mm-hmm. you know, I, I think they would be both great friends. They would be sure if if we allowed more than one person to exist at a time. That's right. a whole different. Yeah. Conversation. yeah, 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 yeah. Who could be at the top? All right. Yeah. Um. So let's go ahead and move on and talk about this whole China white. This black China. China white. <laughs> this black China. Uh, I used to be in a group called China White, by the way. So oh wow. I, I, I don't know. I, automatically go there uh black china who i now call angela white that's where i got it from (laughs) china and then white angela white um she's now she's petitioned to Mm -hmm. um to basically she she is trying to have a better relationship with her not better relationship with her son she is currently in a situation with both of the fathers of her children where she has a set schedule with Mm -hmm. them. But this schedule was pertaining to uh, how she can move within the lifestyle that she she had previously. And we know that in the more recent months, Angela White, Black China, has been changing up her whole entire lifestyle. She sees things from a different lens. Uh, She's just been uh, taking off, taking out all of the foreign toxicities that were in her body. She's just trying to become a new person. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we we know now that she's petitioned against her son's father, Tyga, um, to establish a parental relationship with her son. And he has something to say about it. Mm-hmm. He's basically like, nah, um, <laughs> we had a schedule. Stick to the schedule. Our son is 10 years old. So for 10 years, you've had a Saturday, uh, a Monday through Saturday, oh, Saturday, Saturday through Monday, Monday mm-hmm. Saturday through Monday uh, schedule with your son so basically why change it now in your opinion though uh is it is it um maybe could he afford to extend an olive branch is she should she be granted Mm -hmm. that type of uh relationship now or that type of schedule now given the fact that she's becoming a new Mm -hmm. person what are your thoughts on it i think that so i'm kind of on two sides of it because i see what tiger's saying especially because along with the change in the schedule, well, she hasn't said what the change is, but mm-hmm. along with the change in the schedule, she's also seeking child support. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, she does not get child support because she only gets her ch- her children on the weekends, essentially. Right, yeah. So I, I can see where Tyga's like, hold on, you know, 
I don't pay child support now. You don't pay child support now. I have the child more than you do. Mm-hmm. You know, I can see where he could kind of be on the fence. Now, granted, I am pro child support. Um, you know, pay for your kids. But <laughs> <laughs> right. I can see why he, he would feel a little antsy about doing that. If it were split in a fashion where, you know, maybe split in half and neither has to pay for anything outside of you know when they have the child because they both equally support the child and the child while the child's in their home Mm -hmm. then I think that maybe he wouldn't have as much of a problem with it child support is a very tricky uh situation for me not not having any experience with it whatsoever Mm -hmm. one way or the other because we've both been in the household raising Mm -hmm. our own children Mm -hmm. um so I'll say that (laughs) I'm the first to say that I can't claim to be like yeah I know but It seems very interesting, and I'll tell you why. If majority of the time the son is with their is with the father, right, um, and is with the mom a limited amount of time, uh, who's to say? It it almost seems as though he should be receiving the child support, right, and not and not vice versa. Or or if if nothing else, no one's receiving child support, and you just take care of your son when he's with you. uh, In addition to medical expenses, tuition for uh, school, and things like that. Do you agree with? I one hundred percent agree, and I think in a past article, Tyga has mentioned. um, I think China uh, Angela's mother brought up that he didn't pay child support, and he was like, "Well, I have the child majority of the time, Mm -hmm. and I pay for school, and I'm paying for all of those things." So he's financially supporting the child, whether you know Angela's receiving anything or not. Mm -hmm. So I feel that you know it wouldn't be fair to put him on child support Mm -hmm. unless you know she's trying to get majority you know custodial rights and Mm -hmm. that isn't fair either Mm -hmm. I don't think that's even fair for the child to kind of completely remove them from one household to move them into another so I think that if they did a half and half split as far as time between each other or one week on one week off or something like that and neither has to change the financials um you know, to, to do it that way. But asking mm-hmm. for support, I don't really think that's fair to the tiger in this case um, or, mm-hmm. you know, even the child. Yeah, it, it's an interesting, it's something that I would love to, I would like to study this by, by uh, just, uh, again, being on the outside, I would like to know more about it. But it seems to me that she's making, at least she had, she claimed that she was making a certain amount of money, millions of dollars at one point, And she was making, she was one of the top earners on OnlyFans. Mm-hmm. I don't know where she's going with this new lifestyle. I don't know if she's getting off of OnlyFans. I don't know if that's just going to, her new lifestyle is going to affect her earnings. Uh, but we know Tyga is successful as well as a, as an artist, musician and all that stuff. So if they are both, uh, earning a certain amount and they and they hold an adequate amount of money for their children when they are with them it seems to me that it just sort of washes out yeah am i blind i mean am i just am i I naive i am (laughs) 1000 percent with you i feel that you know they both are making money yeah so you know just support the baby while he's with you exactly (laughs) because the other part of this story is the fact that I can't begin to tell you how many stories I've heard about child support and where that money really goes. And is it really is sure some of it is covering your child, but is that money majority of the time taking care of, let's just say the woman, because typically speaking, it's you the know, woman. And I have, a, and I have, you know, I'm uh, whenever that gets brought up, it's so funny because I sat and actually uh, did the math on how much my child cost me. And 
it is ridiculous, you know, because you have mm. to think about, you know, how many rooms you have in your apartment, for example. Yeah. That costs extra. How much is your water bill for having an additional person in the house? That costs extra. Your electricity, mm-hmm. you got to split it. You have, So I did the math, and my child cost me probably more than my rent per month mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just for having So, you know, it, when it comes to does the money go there or does it go to the mom, I, I feel like sometimes in most cases you're really just – Funding the money back to the mom because the mom had to pay for all these things sure. over the month, right? Sure, sure. So, you know, it's. I think if people did the math, we'd realize that child support for the majority, not for celebrities, but for the majority, it's right likely not covering anything. Right. Well, the, and, that, and that part is the truth. And so that's another point of, of curiosity for me because you talk about the average family or the, the average people who go through the court system and get uh, child support. We are talking about something like that, just paying enough to cover my kid, right? However, when you're talking about a whole new stratosphere of mm-hmm. earning and, and more than likely we're talking about celebrities or, you know, high income, you know, earners. We're talking about thousands and thousands of dollars per child or especially if they have multiple children. Right. It's like I get that. I get there's a whole breakdown. There's an additional person. And yes, your kid needs to eat. But do you pay like what what does that what does that look like? There's just so many questions that I have. And I know that there's some sort of like formula to this. Depending um, on the state. Depending upon the state, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just something that I'm very interested in. Forrest Harrison says, I was a single parent from the beginning and I never received child support. So, you know, that's a whole other uh, a whole other aspect to it because people typically look at men, and I hate this, they look at men as though they should not receive anything where they should receive lesser than because the fact that they are a man and you just think a man is a higher higher earner you know um so i have a problem with a lot of different a lot of different things here um man i don't want this conversation to end but you know uh when we come forward we will maybe tie a bow on this and uh talk about a few more things but we're also going to talk about this rick ross situation do you want to study rick ross are you interested in studying someone like rick ross we'll talk about that on the other side but right now we've got news traffic and sports you are listening to kbla talk 1580 stay there what's going on what's going on everybody it's your boy denzel whitaker and i'm on the raw report Hey. Hey. <laughs> y'all should see andy in there i love it i love it i love it andy okay all right all right all right you are inside the raw report on kbla talk 1580 and if you are just joining us welcome on in here get on in here we are finish up and finish finish up and we are finishing up this uh, last half hour i've got my beautiful wonderful intelligent uh, contributor with me, Stephanie O, who's in the building, joining hey. the Raw Report. We were just talking about Aaliyah and how incredible uh, she is and still is, we say is, because she's still an icon, absolutely. On her 22nd anniversary of her passing, we're celebrating her. Uh, we were also talking about Black China and should she be granted this new uh, parental relationship that she has with her son, uh you know, now that she's changing her life. Well, I guess we will wait and see what that looks like, Stephanie, because, you know, I'm I'm pro black China right now. I'm very mm-hmm. pro her like I am on her team. I am rooting for her. 
and uh, I'm rooting for her success. I think that she's showing a lot of different women how to be now, how to change, and that it's okay to pivot in your life. And I think that you start to deserve things. You know, when you put that energy out, you should be met back with something different. So if it's up to me, I say, Tyga, extend her an olive, an olive branch to uh, to re-examine what this life looks like with their child. That's just me. I guess we'll keep our eye on it and see what happens. Uh, but let's go ahead and get into Rick Ross. Well, this whole story about Rick Ross. So there's a professor. His name is Morama Morama Ivory uh, over at uh, Georgia State University. He teaches a law class. Okay, uh, this law class. He's they they do some interesting things. They basically break down uh, entertainment, sports, and media law initiative at the university. Uh, the class itself is called Legal Life Legal Life of series. So this is um, the fourth celebrity that they've. Dis, or that they are studying. They had Ludacris before. They had Candy Burris, Steve Harvey, and now they have Rick Ross. And the reason they want to break down and study Rick Ross is because Rick Ross is the boss. The biggest <laughs> boss that you've seen thus far. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. You are on point. But up, Bob, you are on point. He is the uh, he is uh, behind Maybach Music Group, Boss Wings Enterprises LLC, along with his sister and his mother. He has rich hair care. He has Wingstop and all of these different amazing things that he does with his life and his career. Is this number one a course that you would study? So I um, I read the Perfect Data Boss Up book by Rick Ross that came out. Um, um, I want to say last year. Mm. And surprisingly, it is really, really good. Mm-hmm. It is really good. It affirmed a lot of things that I know about business it, it or that I thought I knew about business and marketing. And he just talks a lot about all of these ventures mm-hmm. and why he got into it and what he learned being a novice and trial, trial and error mm-hmm. and working with his mom and his sister, just everything. And so I would totally, I would, I prefer that is the life that we we discuss versus, Mm. you know, all the other things that we could be talking about. Because in the book, he does talk about, you know, homelessness and putting on a front while, you know, he's sleeping in his car, you know, and selling drugs and all these other things that he had to do. Um, And I would much rather talk about these you know, business ventures and, you know, franchising all these restaurants and why he does it and how he does it. He talks about, you know, when everybody was getting into stocks and how he had the opportunity to do that much earlier and mm. did not because he didn't know what was going on. Next yeah. thing he knows, one of the stocks that he could have got blew up. Mm. And, you know, so he just he's wow. It, it's a lot of things that we can learn from. Um, and I, I I absolutely love the book. It was an amazing book. And I think that a lot of people could, you know, learn a lot from his, you know, the things, his successes and his mistakes. Mm -hmm. And I see he's on, he's doing a lot of conferences now that deal with business. So I think other people are tapping into the fact that he is a a bit of a business mogul. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah. Well, first of all, thank you for um, for the name of that book, because that's going to be my next Audible. <laughs> so thank you very much. Right now, I told you I'm listening to yeah. Disruptive Thinker, T.D. Jakes. I just finished, by the way, Jeezy. Um, young, well, he's no longer young Jeezy, but he's Jeezy. They, he's now going by J. Jeezy Jenkins. That's a lot of just. It is a lot of just. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. The tongue twister got me a little, you know, come on, Jeezy. Uh, so, uh, but his book is also very good. It's called Adversity for Sale. And uh, the reason why I love this so much is, yeah, it may be law, 
school law and you're learning about law and you're learning. But there's so many different uh, different perspectives here that things that they can look at. But when you take a look at someone's life, it becomes relatable to the people who are right Right. now taking these courses. Right. Mm -hmm. And surprisingly, much to your point. You are learning so much from these rappers, these uh, these celebrities who have gone through their own, you know, trials and tribulations, who have become successful. They've overcome a lot. Um, and they are, to me, sort of prime examples of some of the, the businesses that they yeah. failed at and that they've learned exactly. from. You know, so um, we see the, the cars and we see the fancy furs and, you know, I think we see the end result, but we didn't see what. It took for them to get there. Exactly. And you learn so much when yeah. you realize they had to fall a lot to yeah. get there. Well, and th- this is exactly why um, Jeezy put out the title um, Adversity for Sale. Because he says everybody wants to sell the success. Everybody wants to sell the glamour. Uh, but nobody's talking about the adversity. That's mm-hmm. where you actually learn from. But speaking of um, these courses, which I think is is incredible. Don't you think we should just put this in regular schools, like a course like this? I would love to see these courses go, you know, extend to high schools versus in college. I think that it's really important for the younger generation to see this because they are the ones, their minds are the ones that are still moldable and they see the success. They see the cars and they Mm -hmm. see all that and they want to be rappers, too. Mm -hmm. And I think that. If you catch them young enough, they'll mm-hmm. realize you, don't, you may not need to be a rapper, but being a franchise owner is pretty cool, too. Mm-hmm. You know, you can buy that Benz with a couple of wing stops, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. So it's like you, you can catch them a little earlier. Um, I think that when you do it in college, I'm not going to say that it's not uh, as impactful, mm-hmm. but I would love to see these courses taught to younger kids just so they can look at that person on TV study that person's Instagram and really know where that money comes from because it's not coming from this rap music. Right. I'll tell you right, right now. Right. That's, <laughs> that's a whole that's a whole mic drop. You're right. Um, and speaking of disruptive thinking, again that's the book that I'm reading right now. Um, it's taking somebody like Professor Ivory over at Georgia State to be a disruptive thinker and um, think outside the box and say I know what's traditional for for learners, but I'm going to take a different route to to put, you know, to study Ludacris and Candy Burris and Steve Harvey and Rick Ross and I'm sure others in the future. It's just next level thinking. Of course. And I'm looking forward to seeing somebody else become a disruptive thinker just in the primary years. Like like you're talking about, there's so many different things that our kids are left unknown when they leave school, Uh high school, that they should know. They don't know how to balance checkbooks. I don't know if people are really even doing that anymore. Yes, but checkbooks are really a thing or just balancing your account. They don't know about credit. They don't know about taxes for real, you know, and so, yeah, you're taking economics, but like, does it really apply? Is it something that you guys can really understand what's going on in, in today's society right now? So I'm looking forward to something like that. If they if, if we can get public schools to fund it, I think that I think that's probably the hard part right there is getting it funded. What's but, the answer? Who? Where know. do we start? I mean, is it is it? Is it something like the parents? Do we, you know, do we galvanize the parents and the community to say something needs to change? What I, happens? I think so. I, I And it's it's wild because it's like the parents are busy. They're working. They're having to deal with the economics. You know what I mean? Um, and then it's like the schools can't. It, it's, it's a whole mess, honestly. Um, but I'm with you. I think that it, there's some things that really need to change. I feel like a lot of it may come from extracurricular uh 
I don't know if it'll be done like actually in school, but it, it'll there has to be some kind of change there. Um, there are little courses that are yeah. uh, happening just with outside of school, though. Yeah. You know, if you find people who are in the community and they're like, I'm I'm getting, you know, 10 kids together and we're talking that's about credit. Of, that's what my yeah. son went through a course like that yeah. where it's uh, he's in um, in aviation. So he's studying to be a pilot yeah. and his aviation school and shout out to Fly Compton. I hey. forget it. I'm in L.A. Shout out to Fly Compton. Yeah. Um, they uh, had a woman come in and speak to the kids about credit. So absolutely nothing to do with flying, but they I came in it, and though. they discussed yeah. credit, you know, and at the end of the program, if you pass the program and you went through all of that, they helped you start a little bank account, put a little money in there for you. So, oh, wow. Um, that's awesome. It was super dope. But I, I think that that's going to probably be the best way. And, you know, us as parents have to have that initiative to really look for those types of programs, because I, I fear that the school alone isn't going to do it. I agree with you, uh, but you know what? When you know better, you do better. And as For we sure. learn, uh, again, some of my friends who are some brilliant thinkers, we are talking amongst one another and we are trying to get courses and we are doing things. We're changing things within our own community. And let's be honest, it actually does start at the home. Absolutely. So whatever you learn, it is our job. It's our duty to pass that along Absolutely. to our kids. So I can't even... At this point, yeah, you hope and wish that it would come from the schools, but I can't rely on the schools anymore. Teach them the basics, sure. You know, I appreciate that. But these other things that I tend to complain about, I'm like, well, that's going to be on us really to teach you uh, before you leave this house. Absolutely. So um, when we come forward, uh, I do want we finally do have ourselves a who's got next. Finally, it's Friday. Y'all deserve it. I deserve it. We're going to unwind a little bit with the who's got next when we come forward. You're listening to The Raw Report on KBLA Talk 1580. Well, you know, the question was, would you be interested in studying Rick Ross's success? 80% of you say yes. 20% somebody's like, nah. And uh, I'm with the 80% of you. I think I would definitely go for uh, studying some of what Rick Ross has to offer. Um, Stephanie, you said that same thing, right? Yeah. yeah. She'd be down. Okay. We're with the 80% of you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> let's go ahead. And finally, this week, we are getting to a who's got next. This is a got no guidance. Is it a crime? No guidance. No guidance. Is it a crime? Okay, I'm feeling the R&B vibes. I just had to add that to my playlist. I was like, you hold did? on, three seconds in. I was like, oh, yeah, this is the one. Oh, I'm gonna nice. Add that. Very good. <laughs> that is definitely a vibe. And it just takes me back to re that real, you know, um, and I, I can't even say real because I'm talking about my generation when mm -hmm. I was younger. You know, we felt like we had real R&B, but I'm sure our parents, our grandparents felt like they had the real R&B. But um, it just, yes, it's a 90s vibe for us. Thank you for, for that. It, it gives me 90s and mm -hmm. early 2000s. Which is my favorite. That's my jam. <laughs> that is my jam right there. So No Guidance, by the way, is spelled the way that I spelt it in YouTube, which is G-U-I-D-N-C-E. So it's no, there's no A in there. Um yeah, it is. It's definitely a vibe. Uh, who are you listening to, by the way, right now? Me? Everything from the 90s. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're um, like, I people, don't apologize about people that. People ask me all the time, like, who am I listening to? Who am I listening to? And I'm like, if it didn't come out in the 90s, I'm not listening to it. But I'm one of those weird people who I listen to 90s slow jams, like, to amp me up. So I listen to it in the gym. 
I listen to it really? like if I want to stay awake, I listen to 90s slow jams. So really? it's me and Joe to see in the gym. You know, it's very, I'm, I'm very Are odd. you a jagged edge girl? Are you more of a boy bands? Not, well, they didn't, they weren't, we didn't consider them bands really, but like R&B groups, male or female? Um, I prefer the male voice over, so I prefer deeper tones. Mm-hmm. Um, to be a big Aaliyah fan, you would think that she's probably one of the few women that I listen to a lot, but mm-hmm. I, I do like the deeper tones more. They just sonically sound better for me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but but I wasn't really into Jagged Edge. It was definitely 112, um, definitely Joe to see, Drew Hill. Um, yeah, I could listen to them all day long. Like those, that's my rotation. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, I'm <laughs> and genuine. I love genuine. It, like literally all day long. Me and Gen- me and G says so all day. I love genuine. <laughs> um, speaking of old school R and B, uh, here I am calling old school, but it is old school for us. Um, the group um, Soul for Real. So. It's so funny. Um, I'm not going to get into the story here because I'm going to tell the story again. If you all listen to me on the late night show, I had they were actually on. They called in and I told this amazing story that is so memorable. It was amazing. It was amazing. Andy. Uh, yeah, it was a great story. And um, I'm going to tell it again because I will have Bry on this show. He was one of the main singers. Uh, you know, they're all brothers, right? But he's one of the older brothers. And he'll be on the show very soon. So um, uh, I'm going to tell that story again then. I, but it's such a great story. I want to tell it now, but I'm not going to do it. You guys have to tune in when I get Bry on. And some of these other groups, like from um, Drew Hill Jazz, he's supposed to come on to the show as well. So, like, Love there's it. a lot of different things that are in the works. But all these people, by the way, d- most of these people don't live here in Los Angeles. So John B. does, by the way. Give me John B. I'll get come you on, John B. Stephanie, stop playing with I'll me. Give me John, John B. B. I'll get them. I'll get them in here. Get your little connections on. You know, connect the little dots I'll get for me. Them in you here. know, get get them for the little people. <laughs> no, not little at all. I'm gonna get John V in here for sure. He can definitely talk to him about some blue eyed soul up in here. <laughs> John V is definitely in the playlist for sure. Um, yes. So uh, DJ Black nine oh nine. No guidance gives me yes uh, a late nineteen nineties early two thousands B two K slash jagged edge vibe. That's interesting. And maybe it's because they are boy bandish like they, mm-hmm. they look like a boy you know it, it's a nice video but they look like young men you know who are in that video or who, whose uh group that is andy i just want to appreciate no guidance because uh I, I remember chris brown recently basically saying how you know he was chiming in on the whole r&b is dead situation and he was given the reason that you know the youngsters today for some reason they have this lack of confidence to go out there and be up front as a singer you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And these cats right here, they're killing the game, and I appreciate it. I want to find out more about No Guidance. Um, there is a group who performed at my kid's school. Twice, actually, they performed. They're a group of brothers. And when I tell you they performed like one of the old school groups in the 90s, I was blown away. But it was funny listening to some of the kids. They were clowning the boys. They were like, oh, because these are young kids. These are, you know, high school. They don't know about now. love. They don't know about nothing. They don't know about anything. They ain't never had to beg a girl back in the rain. They don't, <laughs> they don't know. know about having to call the radio station and be like, girl, what you doing right now? Listen to the radio okay. right now. They don't know about leaving voicemails with the songs. Yeah. They don't know. They don't know about recording a whole, <laughs> a whole tape. You know what I'm saying? And giving. <laughs> 
girl on tape writing a message on the, in the paper in the tape. Andy, did you do that? <laughs> did you write? Did you give girls a tape back in the day? Was that your love? No, he. <laughs> and he's, a, he's like, I'm too fresh for that. Uh, yes, make R&B groups a thing again. I completely agree with you, DJ Black 909. Uh, as we are finishing out the show, it's definitely a great one. Stephanie, oh, I appreciate you coming Thank up you. in here. She's I chilling with here. me in the studio. And we look good as a unit right now. This, uh, <laughs> we got pink and, uh, and, and the yellow. yellow. You know, we are representing here. Um, let everybody know where they can find you online. As usual, you guys can find me on everything uh, at 11.8. And um, hopefully you'll see some more of my writing soon. I'm not going to speak too soon. But you, you'll hopefully see some more of my writing. Um Maybe some more interviews and all that great stuff. But in the meantime, we're gonna try to get John B here. And come you on, know, y'all, hold her to that. We'll, we'll go, go, hit her DMs and tell her to you know say <laughs> every week. By the way, I'm <laughs> just kidding. We gonna we're get gonna John talk, B in here. We're gonna next. talk that R and B for real. There so. we go, <laughs> uh, you guys. I appreciate you so much. Thank you, Penny Thompson. The, the, she said the raw report was fire. She came in late, but she still made it. We appreciate you so much. <laughs> I love you guys. Remember to dev- today and every day for be a blessing. And hey, have yourself a great weekend. We'll be back on Monday. Ha, ha, ha.